coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. I was kind of the person with a lot of curiosities. So a liberal arts school, not necessarily the best place for me because I could take all sorts of classes. <laughs> um, so, I'm you know. focused on everything. It, exactly. <laughs> 12 to 14, I started experimenting cool. um, with the food and like put my family through a bunch of failed experiments <laughs> for sure, you know. Through the lab rats. Uh, yeah, learned <laughs> learned by experience that you can't cut jalapenos and touch your face, oh, that oh, kind no. of thing. Yeah, so. yeah, that's awful. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. The show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. The podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download, and then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Julia Ibrahimi, the chef from Copper Shaker in downtown St. Pete. Copper Shaker is well known for their craft cocktails and jovial staff, but they are a hidden gem when it comes to food, and Julia puts out some amazing eats. Our musical guest today is Rebecca Zapin. And we start the show off with a great summertime recipe that will overthrow avocado toast. We We have have a great great show, show, so so stick stick around. around. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. They use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty delicious small plates with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build your own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and puts you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by Build Your Own? I know that I sometimes am. 
Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later, and I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. Welcome to the 50th episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast and also our monthly recipe segment with Abby Allen, our recipe creator extraordinaire. Hello. Lola's Hello. here too. And Lola is making her <laughs> presence known. Just don't forget me. Don't I get an introduction? <laughs> It's the 50th episode, and I turned 50 this year. There you go. It's a good year. (laughs) So we have a great, as you said, Abby, in your text message to me, a summer forward recipe. You told me what it was. I was like, okay, well, it sounds interesting. I like to try different things. It's no combination I would ever be able to come up with on my own, but I'm glad you did. It's very unexpected, right? You know? It was completely unexpected. I thought it was like, oh, this is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was really way better than okay. (laughs) Well, even when I was developing it, I had seen a lot of recipes, especially now because of summer and tomatoes and peaches are in full bloom right now and Mm -hmm. at their peak. And I'm like, you know, it's, I don't know how that would really taste in theory. And then I got experimenting and you said, you know what? Let's try this on some toast. Boom. Hashtag overthrow avocado toast. Yes. <laughs> Move aside avocado toast. Right. There's a new guy in town. Yes. Exactly. So let's uh, say what the recipe is. Yes. Great. Right. So we have. What's the name of it first? Tomato and peach toast with mozzarella and basil. It's pretty. Nice. Pretty straightforward. And it's heirloom tomatoes. Heirloom oh, tomatoes. So good. Which are so good. And, and most, if not all, of the ingredients come from rolling oats. As always. In St. Yes. Pete. They've been a independent local organic market market Mm -hmm. in St. Pete for 25 years. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they are sponsoring this this segment. Thank you, Rolling Oats. Yes. Makes shopping so easy, too. I was in and out in five minutes and found everything that I could ever want and more. So Mike must have not been with you then. No, exactly. (laughs) Because when Mike's one with me, that's when trouble starts and all these things end up in my cart. And then Wait, we have to get some craft beer. Exactly. (laughs) And $200 later, and we have a ton of beer and wine and... A few items of food, but. <laughs> and I loved the bread. It was so nice and crunchy. Yes, it and, was. And so I'm going in for the first bite. And just before I get my mouth on it, I, there's the aroma of the basil. Mm-hmm. So, so basil. you're already, before you get a bite, you're already experiencing that fragrance. Mm-hmm. And then you go in for the bite and you get the, the peaches, you get the heirloom tomatoes, mm-hmm. which most people are like, what do you mean it's a fruit? But this will yeah. make yep. you a believer. Oh, yes. yeah. They're beautiful. Yep, they and are. I just loved the crunch of that bite mixed with the softness of the, the cheese mm-hmm. and the tomato and the, and the peaches are, you know, they're a little bit, they're not as, quite as soft, but right. the textures were all there. It was Absolutely. very good. Absolutely. But you had them very thin sliced. Yes. Yes. Very thinly sliced. That's key. And not having that mushy toast. I mean, I can't count how many times I've been out and have had 
toast served to me and avocado toast usually or something and the bread is just mush and that Ugh. completely turns me off yeah i yeah. hate that i Yuck. need a good element of crunch so the way i was able to to establish that was the bread's cooked at 350 with a little bit of grass-fed butter for about 30 minutes ah. and it doesn't burn everything gets evenly crisp and yeah i remember i was texting you and i said i have an awesome toaster and you're like we don't need no stinking toaster <laughs> That's literally about how it went. No, we don't own a toaster. We do not own a toaster. First, we don't have room in our 900 square foot, you know, abode downtown. But yeah, we don't. We so do you toaster. turn the toast halfway through? No. And you're not broiling it. You're just baking it. Yeah, I bake it right do on the rack. Do you have a convection? Mm-mm. Okay. No, just straight up. And I bake it right on the rack instead of on a, a pan. Mm-hmm. So, eat, you know, both sides get, it, you know, a little get cooked evenly. Because mm-hmm. I find if I put it on a baking sheet, bottom side is usually right. a little bit that's what i was mushy. wondering yeah right, right nope and that's how i yeah because it was very even it was, oh yeah it was great mm-hmm. and yeah and you know we're saying this is a summer recipe and you know in florida it's kind of summer most of the time yeah. right. but you know i can picture this as just a wonderful wonderful uh snack or light lunch by the pool chilling with some nice white wine yes mm. Mike and I be having a cigar too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so little inspiration. I'm just saying, trying to make some inf- inspiration for this recipe. Picture yourself lounging by the pool, nice cool glass of white wine. We have some that yes. we're drinking right now. Yes. And the peaches, heirloom tomato, basil, mozzarella. And honey. Crunchy. And tomato. honey, oh, yes. Right. And it's local, local well, Florida honey. So yeah, it's Florida honey. Florida honey. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Crystal River, Florida, mm-hmm. and um, obtained from Rolling Oats. Obtained from Rolling Oats, mm-hmm. absolutely yes. And Ken, Kevin mentioned summer. I see this recipe as being also great for Labor Day. You can do it with like a buy a big baguette or a loaf of ciabatta, cut it lengthwise, mm-hmm. and make it for like a group, which mm-hmm. would be great. Throw it on the grill, crisp it up, and yeah, you could even grill the peaches. Yes, grill and the peaches. Yeah. Yep. What, what time should we come over? <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. The recipe, as usual, will be on our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There will be drool-worthy photos and all the instructions you need, and even a nifty little feature where you can lower or raise the serving size, and it'll change all of the yes. amounts for and you. And uh, you were going to mention the name of the bread, which we never oh, got to. Oh, Dave's Organic Killer Bread. And it's the 12 grain. It's the 12 grain, I believe, yes. Mm-hmm. And they have several different kinds. Actually, they have a whole display at Rule and Oats. Mm-hmm. So it basically smacks you in the so face it's, and you're it's sprouts. It's similar to Ezekiel bread, but just a different yes. kind. And I actually, I always had Ezekiel bread, mm-hmm. but I, I like this better. Yeah, yeah, this is good. Sorry, Ezekiel bread. <laughs> we're, we're breaking up with you. <laughs> Abby, thank you so much. Yes, thank thank you. you. We will be right back. St. Pete is all about local, and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oats Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oats has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable prices possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' Oats has a cafe, Open Daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies. 
along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today. Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North. And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North McDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollinoats.com. That's R-O-L-L-I-N oats.com. Okay, Kevin, now it's time for you to answer the Fast Five Foodies questions. Are you ready? Yes. What's your favorite food? Everything on the menu at Salty J's, especially the Toss Big Blue, which is basically a giant hamburger salad with a ton of blue cheese. The buffalo chicken salad is really awesome. And I love their tacos, especially the uh, Placido Bio tacos and the Sweet Thai taco. Also, if you like burgers, the Big Tex Burger is a nice big monster one. I just want to shove that whole thing in my face. And then the, the Big J's Loaded Sirloin Philly. You love that one. Yes, I do love that one. It's so good. And Mrs. Salty's favorite massive hot dog. It is huge. It's a freaking half pound and literally as big as your head. Yes. So what's your least favorite food? Anything that's not from Salty J's. <laughs> Goofhead. What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Uh, duh. Salt or pepper? Salt. EJ's. And can you cook? Yes, but I'm not cooking anymore. I just go to Salty J's now. (laughs) Salty J's is on 4th Street North in the 50s, specifically 5625 4th Street North. Let's get salty. Before we get into the interview, we'd like to ask our podcast fans to vote for us in Creative Loafing's Best of the Bay. Please vote for St. Petersburg Foodies for Best Local Podcast. Just search for Best of the Bay 2019. Then go to the category of People, Places, and Politics and look for Best Local Podcast. Also, please go to Food and Drink and vote for St. Petersburg Foodies for Best Food Blogger and Best Local Foodie Instagram Account. And now, on with the show. Thank you for listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Godby, with my co-host, Lori Brown. Our guest today is from the Copper Shaker in downtown St. Pete. Please welcome Julia Ebrahimi. Welcome. Thank you for having me. You have a unique name. You're the only person I know named Julia. (laughs) uh, It is pretty unique. Um, It's Iranian, actually. I am half on my father's side, Mm -hmm. and uh, he gave me that name, and it's kind of an older generation name, so there's not a lot of new people named mm-hmm. Julia. Mm-hmm. So. But it's common in Iran. You're not listening to me. No. 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 Not, not, not there either. No, no. no. <laughs> right, right, right. Because yeah. it's, it's an older name, and most right. of the people who had it are, are gone now. So. Right, right. Right. I get mm-hmm. that. Interesting. I'm not gonna I always any... wondered that, so now I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, do you eat or make any Iranian food? Lots. Yeah? Lots cool. of Persian foods, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, Can you make some for us? Yeah, sure. Anytime. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're going to talk more about Copper Shaker in a little bit and what you do over there. Suffice it to say, you make some amazing food and it's unique, creative stuff that we love. Oh, thank you. But tell us about you, your background. Uh, where, where are you originally from? What brought you here? What's your favorite color? Right. <laughs> you don't have to tell them that's that, but if you want to, you can. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm originally from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ended up coming to Florida for school. I wanted to do marine science mm-hmm. at the time, and I was 
at school at Luther College in Decorah, Iowa, and there's no oceans there. <laughs> right. Um, so marine science was kind of an impossibility. Right. Class trips are, are really tough for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, I came out to uh, Eckerd College mm-hmm. and uh, I did theater and marine biology there. And then just kind of got tired of college, to be honest. I was kind of the person with a lot of curiosities. So a liberal arts school, not necessarily the best place for me because I could take all sorts of classes. <laughs> um, so, I'm you know, focused on everything. It, exactly. So I, I had, you know, hundreds of credit hours and no degree. And I just kind of wanted to do some other things. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I did a little bit of theater for a while. And uh, I worked uh, front of house here in restaurants a lot in St. Petersburg for about 15 years. I worked as a server, a manager, a bartender. Um, not a lot of back of the house here in St. Pete. Uh, any, that actually, any restaurants that are still around? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. A lot that are still around. Right. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, a couple that aren't, unfortunately. One of my favorites was uh, Pacific Wave. I don't know if right. you two yeah. are ever familiar so with Grazi, them. Grazi as yeah. well. Yeah. Was, I worked it, with them for like, I don't know, five, six years. Yeah, I moved here early 09. Mm-hmm. And that was the, Grazi was the first place I ate at and Pacific Wave was the second place. And then I was so disappointed when Pacific Wave closed. It was uh, it was a shame, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Just you know, things kind of happen. Mm-hmm. Were yeah. you with them when that happened? Um, I was not. I had left them maybe about a year or so okay. before that. Mm-hmm. Um, still talk with Dan Smith, who mm-hmm. was the uh, the owner there at the end. Mm-hmm. He's we know Dan. Yep. Doing all sorts of stuff now. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, so all of my culinary background in terms of kitchen work came from Minnesota. Uh, uh-huh. So I. Went to Cafe Havana, which was a little Cuban place with my Spanish teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, one who was from Peru and the other who had literally snuck out of Cuba to come here to the States. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, basically, he went to Germany on a visa and then was like, ah, I'm just going to go to the U.S. now instead <laughs> of going home. Um, and they were actually married and they brought like the Spanish class out to experience some other things. And Cafe Havana was the first place that I had... Uh, plantains Mm -hmm. done multiple ways. I had had a sweet fried plantain Mm -hmm. before, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, they had some savory items as well. Um, They had one involved in a dessert that was really cool. And it just kind of piqued my curiosity and I had some good spicy food and I hadn't really been into spicy food at that point. And Mm -hmm. I started getting into it. And then I started experimenting for about a year or two because I was like 12 when I went there and oh, wow. 12 to 12 to 14, I started experimenting cool. um, with the food and like put my family through a bunch of failed experiments <laughs> for sure. You know, through the lab rats. Uh, yeah. Learned, <laughs> learned by experience that you can't cut jalapenos and touch your face. Oh, that oh, kind no. of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awful. you know, and, and my family being the great people, they are just kind of like, gritted through it eating half-cooked plantains and raw jalapenos and stuff like this for a little while while I learned. Um, and then I, uh, I started working at like a little burger flipping joint that uh, one of my dad's friends ran mm-hmm. um, just occasionally. And that's when I was like 13 or so. And then by 14, I was um, sneaking out to do like porter work and commie work. 
Mm-hmm. Had a couple of the nicer restaurants in Minnesota, so you know, friends were sneaking out to go party, and you're sneaking out to I go was, to work. <laughs> yeah, I was I was <laughs> waiting three four hours more, sneaking out at four or five in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, and going to shuck, you know, three hundred four hundred oysters, that kind of thing. This explains a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so you, so you were, uh, from very early on, interested in uh, different types of cuisinal experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's what you, and that's what you provide now. So I'm surprised that that wasn't your driving ambition going into school. Um, I, was a, I was a theater geek, for sure. Right. I was a big nerd. I did a lot of musical theater. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't know that about you. I didn't either. <laughs> but, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, I can see it now. <laughs> no, because you're very creative. Yeah. I, I remember one time sitting at the bar at Trist. Laura and I are sitting there. And you, you came in and sat down next to us. And you had like a little, like a notebook. Oh, and right. I think you were writing in it. And you might have had some drawings. I, I don't know what you were doing. But I'm like, okay, that's Julia. <laughs> he's got the little notebook he's yeah. carrying around. Yeah, I always have some kind of a little notebook. I've got a got little moleskines and you cool. know recipe books and things. And some of it's recipes, some of it's poetry, some of it's prose, some of it's just rantings and ravings. You know, mm-hmm. just, I like to get my thoughts out on paper when I can. Right. Cool. So I sent, sent you off track from what Laurie was saying uh, from when you went to school. Mm-hmm. Right. How did you get the idea to? Did you say marine biology? Yeah. Um, I. Love sharks. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, do, I think sharks are really cool. So you're um, a shark week geek? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Always have been. You know, it started with dinosaurs as a little boy, and, and then it turned into sharks. And it was, I think that was kind of a, a defense mechanism, because I saw Jaws at a really young age, and it mm-hmm. terrified me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was like, I'm going to learn all about sharks. Right. <laughs> and, and so I did. Interesting. Yeah. When Jaws came out, I was a kid growing up in the 70s, and we had a house. It was in New Jersey. We had a beach house. But (laughs) if you're from New Jersey, you say we have a house down the shore. Mm -hmm. And summer vacation down the shore at the beach, Jaws came out, and I went to see it. (laughs) Didn't go swimming for the rest of vacation. (laughs) Right. And you you went to college. (laughs) So when um, you were at Eckerd, you decided to leave. Were you already working in, in restaurants while you were there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I was kind of, when I was at Eckerd, I was doing, you know, the, the corporate quick service, eh, not quick service, but mm-hmm. you know, the corporate dining thing, the TGI Fridays, right, the Bennigans right. while they were still around, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, killing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just move fast and you make tons of money. It was, yeah. it was easy, but there was, you know, I was, I was definitely missing some of the creativity, some of that kind of stuff. And that's... When I started working a little bit at Pacific Wave, mm-hmm. like right when I first got here, I started working there as a busser, and I was a busser there for a uh, busser food runner for probably like two years. Mm-hmm. And then I went and I did serving at some of the corporate spots because they just didn't have a serving spot for me, and I was I was bored with busing. Mm-hmm. And um, then and the money's really not not out there either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I then I came uh, then I came back to them after Bennigan's. Or kind of as I was finishing with Bennigan's and they had a slot open for server and I did mm-hmm. that and then I started bartending there. And then I did a lot of bartending for a while. Mm-hmm. Bartending was a lot of fun for me because it let me kind of have the creative side of things. Right. You know, you can you can have a little creativity as a server with personality and how you deal with guests and things like that. But, mm-hmm. but that's a fine line to walk because you, right. you can start playing a game and really go sideways so can i get you gentlemen something more to drink or maybe something to nibble on some pizza shooters shrimp poppers or extreme fajitas 
Whereas the creativity on the bar is, is more just a concrete, I get my hands on ingredient, I can play with it right. and create something. Whether or not it's great, it's still just an experiential thing that we do with the guest. And, you know, I've had guests come back to me, even though the cocktail I made them was not good. Right. Um, nowadays, it never gets to them. <laughs> nowadays, <laughs> they're like, oh, can I try it? No, no, you don't get that one. No. <laughs> um, let's try again. Yeah, and you've served us uh, as, as a bartender mm-hmm. and as a chef. Where did we First originally meet? meet? Was it yeah. Oyster Bar? Um, no, no, I think it was, it may have been when I worked at Trist, actually. Okay. Um, oh, it was Trist. Then. Yeah, where you first met me. We and were discussing this before you came over, yeah. and I couldn't remember, but I knew that we knew you before Cask and Ale. I yeah. knew that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, as, yeah, you, yes, it was Trist. Probably Trist. I bartended there and, and did a little managing there for a, a brief stint. And yeah, I got to have a lot of fun with the cocktails there. There was yeah. a lot of fresh ingredients and, you know, I was able to play around, make some different things. You seem to be at your best when you're allowed to be creative. I certainly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, I have a lot of fun. I've had, a, I've had the good fortune of having some really good bosses who let me have that leeway on things who, you know... Part of it is I think that I, I commit to making sure that the core of what they want to do is always there mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I, I stretch out and I do something else on my own. Um, like at Oyster Bar, for instance, you know, I made sure I knew every cocktail he had, was doing it the way he wanted it done, mm-hmm. uh, knew the house pours, knew all our product. And then I started creating some other cocktails that I would do on my own day there. I would, you know, set up a little station with some fruits and some herbs and things like that and, and do something there. And and that always seemed to work out pretty nicely. It was a, it was right. a fun time. Right. Cool. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about Copper Shaker and the hidden gem of food. We will be right back. Food lovers, how would you like to get half off of your entrees and adult beverages for you and your guests at many of the area's best local restaurants? Thanks to Club Saver, now you can all day, every day. Club Saver's members get half off their entrees and adult beverages at over 50 of the Bay Area's leading eateries and drinkeries. Imagine a juicy steak dinner with all the trimmings, half off. Your favorite seafood dinner, half off. Plus, vegan and gluten-free options are often available. Enjoy drinks? You and your guest will enjoy half off your favorite beer, wine, or cocktail. As a member of Club Saver, you may visit your favorite venues as often as you like, as well as discover new locations where the food is delicious and the price is right. Visit clubsaver.com now for the restaurant list and discover how easy it is to join and start saving money while dining at the area's popular local restaurants. At under $30 a month, the membership pays for itself in one night out. Members love the smartphone ID and the ease of use. Let them know we sent you by using our custom referral code, St. Pete Foodies. Enjoy more, explore more, savor more, clubsaver.com. I love soup, and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete, so much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now, Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya, too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious, as well as the ramen. 
The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Booyah. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Booyah Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Booyah? One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Engine, engine nine. Can you get me back on time? We are back! We are back! We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast with Julia Ebrahimi from Copper Shaker. Just before the break, talking about different places you worked at and stuff you've done, but you really found a home when you got together with the team formerly of Cask and Ale, yes. which is currently mm-hmm. Copper Shaker. It's a n- new place from Cask and Ale, different location, but pretty much really the same team and same same owners, Jeremy and Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. Same uh, same owner operators, which is mm-hmm. Jeremy and Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got, you know, a, a little investment team that that put in the finances mm-hmm. and Jeremy and Jeff basically run the show. Right. Um, and then they have me and mm-hmm. uh, Nick and Alec as well are there who, uh, who are managers. Right. Yes. Yeah, so. And they pretty much just let you do your thing. I, I mean, From what we've part, seen. Yeah. yeah. We, we get to just kind of do our own thing. We've been experimenting a lot especially with the food in the first couple of years because we haven't really picked um a direction of identity for the food Mm -hmm. um it's something we're talking about a lot we actually are going to the uh the cheney brothers test kitchen um next week wow cool and uh hanging out with the corporate chef there who i've been talking with a little bit about creating a core menu um which is really important because we're coming up on some expansion right now uh, we, we have actually signed the lease and started demolition in Ybor City. Awesome. Um, yeah. For Copper Shaker number two. How um, exciting. It's very exciting. It, everything's kind of going in fast forward, and there's mm-hmm. some days where it's a little scary. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but it's definitely exciting. Um, so that, you know, the food program is from the beginning, they're going to take a bigger role. Right. Um, we're That's going cool. to uh, start off with servers on the floor. Uh, start off with, you know, oh, wow. real heavy food training and, and pushing the food out to be a bigger part. Because um, as you probably know, at Copper Shaker, it's a pretty common thing that a regular customer will be like, oh, you have I food? had no idea you oh, have food. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> There's pie. You know, our, our food menu can kind of sits buried at the back of the, the book of a menu that we have because we have so many whiskeys, so many beers on tap and so many cocktails. And the, uh, the bartenders do a great job lately of, of getting that food in front of people. And mm-hmm. we're seeing a little uptick in the food sales, which is really nice. A lot of it mm-hmm. just has to do with getting the food in front of the guests. Right. Um, we, we spent a lot of time 
working on it to make sure that the food is is good and we offer a really nice value as well um mm-hmm. good portions for a decent price right and uh that's all going really well again so, so what space in ebor are you taking um so we have taken the space basically right across from uh the ritz theater okay there um it used to be like a little retro game bar with pinball machines okay all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um and i guess that didn't go for very long and uh jeff and jeremy had their eyes on something up there and swooped in and snatched that up and yeah they've been you know up there themselves ripping things out of walls and stuff oh i know how they work yeah getting (laughs) getting it ready um now are they using the same type of interior and keeping it um, on theme as yeah you'll you'll see you'll see a very similar interior it's probably not going to be exactly the same mm-hmm. um but style wise very similar so you know right. a lot of a lot of wood accents you're mm-hmm. gonna see a lot of earth tones and things like that um we like you know from the very start of of walking in the door we like to have kind of a comfortable homey feel to the place right. mm-hmm. um and that, you know, goes into every aspect of it, the way the bartenders treat you, everything. You know, if, if you're open to it, you're, you're going to be cracking lewd jokes with the bartenders yeah, after right. about, you know, one cocktail and, and having a good time. And we just like to have that kind of thing. So you'll see that same vibe and ambiance presented in the design right away for sure. Mm-hmm. We're going to be working on stepping up our service game right. a little bit out there. Bartenders offer excellent service at Copper Shaker here in St. Pete, but we haven't really expanded our service out onto the floor um, for the tables. Right. And part of that has been because our main draw is that bar and those Mm -hmm. bartenders. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't really a necessity for it. Right. Right. Here in St. Pete, it's definitely a friendly place. It feels like family when you walk in. There's it's a very long bar with several bartenders at the same time, and they all just seem like family. I don't think there's ever it's less than four that I've ever seen. Only only on weekdays. Only on, week, uh, right. on okay. weekdays, you usually have two bartenders, one bar back, and then one of the other of us is probably running around out there to one of the managers. Right, right. and there's a strong emphasis on uh, craft cocktails yeah. and your, your own house inventions. And that's what I think most people think of it as, which is why I said a hidden gem for food, because, mm-hmm. yeah, the, like you said, it's like the last page of this massive menu, and right. so many people that have been there several times don't know that there's food, and then sometimes one of them gets lucky. Mm-hmm. You walk out with some <laughs> yeah, new, inven- with new invention you just <laughs> made, made and said, hey, I just made this. Try it. And, it. and it's always amazing. Yeah. And it tastes so fucking good. You've done a lot of that where you've been very creative just coming up with new different things. But what you're saying now, uh, in the future, mm-hmm. you're going to have more of a set menu, menu with uh, an emphasis, more of an emphasis on the food, so it won't be the best kept food secret in St. Pete. Yeah, we're, we're juggling a couple of ideas right now as we move forward with the identity. We we have kind of a tapas style service, which I like, so we may just veer right into into tapas and make everything a small plate, shared mm-hmm. plate, comes out as it comes out, kind of thing. Right, and we've also, you know tossed up the idea of maybe going a little more gastro pub and having some real entree section stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still going to be in discussions about that. And I think we'll probably decide when we get to that, uh, that meeting with the Cheney chef mm-hmm. and then we'll move forward with that. So the main idea is that we're going to take what's been successful so far and we're going to kind of condense that into a core menu. Right. And that actually is hopefully going to leave a little more freedom to experiment with specials. Mm-hmm. Because instead of the menu constantly shifting all the time. Right. 
you've got the core menu set that prep is easy understood and you can even keep the place. i'm just thinking yeah. out loud too with you you keep the core menu your tapas style and then have entrees that are specials yeah and and do it that way i mean yeah absolutely and 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 it leaves us a lot of space to to pull in new ingredient and play around with you know one-off dishes not necessarily be restricted by having to make sure that it's something that will be long lasting and sustainable on a menu item kind of thing right now will saint pete somewhat follow suit with ebor and step up service to the tables and yeah and and the food and all of that yeah absolutely we're currently talking about bringing in at least one floor server Mm -hmm. um and another terminal for them to use because getting them behind the bar makes you know a bit of a mess especially on weekends when we really need that server Mm -hmm. Um, so, so right away, we're looking at increasing the, the service on the floor in St. Pete. And then what we're really looking at doing is kind of taking what we create at Ebor and then spreading that out as we hopefully continue to expand and uh, spreading out that strategy we've created from Ebor, taking it to hopefully new places as we continue to expand and then also bringing it back here to the St. Pete home base. Right and increasing service all around here as well. Is the space a lot larger in Ebor or about the same size? Or um, So the space in Ebor is a little different. Um, mm-hmm. we, we're going to end up with kind of outdoor-indoor seating there, which is, I think, going to be really nice. It gives mm-hmm. us a solid barrier from you know the foot traffic, um, but also leaves people with the open-air feel. Right. Um, so with that... And then the bar space, you're looking at a space that's a little bit larger, but the inside bar space will probably feel about the same mm-hmm. in terms of size. Yeah. Cool. And for our St. Pete listeners, make sure you get over to Copper Shaker and look for the food menu yes. while you're getting drinks <laughs> yeah, because absolutely. you will be in for a treat. And it's located on First, First Avenue North. It's First, 169 First Avenue North. Um, it's right between first street and second street mm-hmm. on the bottom of the sundial garage. We also own the nightclub right next door called yes. the estate nightclub. Um, we do private events there. If anybody's looking for that, they right. would contact me. I take care of that as well. And you also have a couple of dinners coming up that you wanted to mention. Yeah, so we, uh, we created this, uh, thing that we call the spirited dinner. Um, mm-hmm. and it's my brainchild. And then Jason Lohman jumped in on it. He's one of our main bartenders. Yes. Um, and so we pick a spirit and then we do a paired cocktail dinner with it or just a paired spirit dinner, depending. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we've done about five of them now. Um, they're really nice little events. It's very similar to our, our Tasting Tuesdays, which mm-hmm. you two are familiar with. It's just mm-hmm. kind of an open freebie call for people to come in and check it out. Right. Um, but it's a little more formal. Um, we've actually started closing down the bar for these events now, so it's a little bit more like a private dinner event. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, we really have cool. a representative from the brand or from the distributor come in, and they give a really nice educational presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we do paired courses with, like I said, either just the straight spirit or cocktails that Jason and I have worked on, mm-hmm. you know, dishes and cocktails side by side to create right. a paired event. Um, we're doing usually five courses. Okay. And nice. then we also have a little amuse bouche and a welcome cocktail at the start off. And most of these are running around $60. Oh, that's very for reasonable. For the events. Right. Um, yeah, that's great. You know. And there's one coming up in about a week? Um... No, there's one coming up in... Oh, yes, sorry. <laughs> there is one coming up in about a week. Uh, August 19th, 
uh, we are going to be doing Whistle Pig Rye Whiskies. Um, this one's pretty dear to my heart and Jason's and Blake and Nick, who are all going to be there because the four of us went up to the Whistle Pig Farm in Vermont oh, and cool. we actually picked out the barrel um, oh, that we're awesome. using now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be doing some cocktails and some straight spirit pours with this, mm-hmm. uh, but we're doing five different expressions from them. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And then we are also going to be doing a personalized bottle sale afterward. Um, so cool. we're, we're bringing in either an engraver or a calligrapher and they can, you know, etch out or write out a personalized message for you on the bottles. Uh, we'll be going mostly at retail for these. And we are, uh, you know, going to come up with something reasonable for the uh, the bottle that we have from our specific barrel pick as very well. Cool. It's very and cool. And seats are limited, so get um, your tickets yeah. now. Yes. Where, do we, where do we get tickets? Um, right now, you get tickets by emailing me directly, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. which is uh, julia at coppershaker.com. It's J-U-Y-A. And then uh, shortly after that, we will have the event page up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will have an Eventbrite ticket option right through the event page. Great. And the September dinner is going to be Hendrix? September dinner is going to be Hendrix. Mm -hmm. um, And then the October dinner is going to be Macallan single malt scotches. Very nice. That would be one where we do just the straight spirit because we're not going to mess up your single malt. Right. (laughs) No. (laughs) Exactly. Julia Ebrahimi, thank Thank you you so much. much. Thank you, guys. We'll be right back. This is Chris Walker, and you're listening to C.P. Foodies Podcast. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Our musical guest today is Rebecca Zapin. She is a multi-instrumentalist music scene veteran here in Tampa Bay. Rebecca has played all over the area, both solo and with a number of different acts. Rebecca is also an instructor and a musician mom of two children. We will feature Rebecca's song, Tiny and Strong, after the Fast Five Foodies Questions. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. It's great to be here. Thank you. Glad to have you. Are you ready for the Fast Five Foodies questions? You know, actually, I am not. The, 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 <laughs> the very, the, You're the first person to ever say that. <laughs> well, no, because the very first one is favorite food. And I, I'm just really easygoing when it comes to food. I'm like really basic. I was driving over here and I was thinking, you know, I would go to an Italian restaurant and order the spaghetti and meatballs every time until <laughs> I got to the point that I said, you better at least try the lasagna. <laughs> so right. um, I like... Um, and she cheated. She knows what the first question is. I didn't even get to ask it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad. Bad that I knew it and bad that I still couldn't answer it. Well, you kind of did. It seems like Italian. <laughs> I do. And I like fish. I was just thinking about there was a dish that I would make for like a first date or a good first impression with like a new friend. I would take a salmon and it would be encrusted with breadcrumbs, pecans, honey, mustard. Mm -hmm. So I like fish and strong seasonings. Nice. Good. And uh, what's your least favorite food? 
Oh, I got that one. Um, <laughs> I don't do well with things that are slimy or bitter, uh-huh. but it might be just that when I first tried those foods, they just weren't uh, properly prepared. So an example? Bad, bad childhood memories of eggplant, yellow squash, okra, and currently I don't love arugula, but I still eat it because... Um, I had an acupuncturist say that it would be really good for me. So I continue to eat arugula. (laughs) That's interesting that you say that. My son is the same as you when it comes to that texture. He's not a squash or okra fan or eat. It's really just the slimy vegetables. Yeah. And um, I have just gained a new appreciation for arugula because I never really liked it myself until Uh I discovered the nutty tones in it. And I started picking up on, and maybe you'll think about this next time you eat it, Uh that it kind of has a little nuttiness to it. And if you mix that with whatever it is you're eating and think about the nutty the flavor that you're getting from it took me a long time to get there but <laughs> it it actually i really like it now well i'll so. saute it i'll i'll saute like you know some garlic oh so you're not eating it raw um, i do i eat it raw but uh-huh. i prefer it more sauteed ah yeah. okay yeah. interesting what's your favorite restaurant in saint pete recently i went to hawkers mm-hmm. yeah i would say that's one of my favorites we yep. love their food. We love hawkers. It's definitely one of our favorites too, especially for even ordering in food travels well exactly. from there. Yeah. yeah. We actually order it in much more we do. than we go. We absolutely do. Salt or pepper? Salt because pepper sometimes makes me cough. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it could be overwhelming. I, yeah. I think. Like I'm a, a salt pepper, person. A peppercorn too. will just do me in. Oh, I don't eat peppercorn at all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like them. <laughs> I get it. And you already answered that you can cook. So what is your absolute favorite thing that you cook? Well, I'll say what I cook the most frequently. So we have children that are, one's almost three and one is nine and a half. And we eat a lot of chicken tenders. So, um, so I make them from scratch. Um, mm-hmm. And I was looking for what I had. I didn't have breadcrumbs. So I made, I breaded them with cornmeal oh. and flour and I think whatever, you know, seasonings I had around. So it's that's not again not that adventurous but, no, but it's still. a family you know favorite Every, everybody will eat it have you tried panko you know i see that listed all the time in the ingredients and i just never pick it up <laughs> you know what you should try it sometime i mm-hmm. really found that i love panko it's just mm-hmm. got this great crunch to it and mm-hmm. crispness that you don't get from any other breading so that would be good yeah yeah the, the cornmeal was a good idea yeah it's a very that, good that idea. gives it a nice uh, crunchiness as mm-hmm. well and a different yeah flavor. well and, the, and then what happened was I, I i bought a mix thinking it was just plain and so then i made a batch of it and, and we're like this is kind of sweet because it was oh, for, no. for corn muffins so right. it had sugar <laughs> in it. but that was kind of <laughs> yummy too i i did the same thing oh, yeah? once and i was like what the heck <laughs> i hate when that happens it's okay no, i don't want any sweet well i like sweets too so that's cool <laughs> okay so it probably wasn't as bad for you right right yeah it was just fine so let's talk music Mm -hmm. I hear that you play multiple instruments. I do. uh, From the time I was two and a half, I had a a violin in my hand. Uh, My mother, yeah, yeah. My my mother, father, stepfather, they uh, were all professional symphony musicians. Do they have to get like a special smaller size? Is Uh, there like a kid size violin? A very small one. Um, I think mine was a 1 16th size. Oh, wow. Um, And then if you, you know, like a typical, I don't know, five-year-old is probably playing a quarter size. And then maybe like a an eight year old is on a half size, and then a twelve year old's on a three quarters, and then you know that's then an, full size. that's an expensive. So are, are you on full size uh, instrument now? to I, grow with? You know, yeah. I, I I know I'm not that tall, but yes, I am on full size. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, your family professional symphony mm-hmm. or orchestra. Yeah, I'm from Jacksonville, mm-hmm. so they were all in the Jacksonville Symphony, and 
my mother was still uh, a player in it as recently as I think I think she retired two years ago, but she's still playing. Wow. They still call her for certain concerts. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, so you're way beyond expert at this point. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm gonna not gonna toot any horns. No, <laughs> Do you play any horns? Good question. No, <laughs> no. I, you know, I tried other instruments, but strings are my thing. So I also play guitar, mm-hmm. ukulele, a little bit of mandolin, small percussion as long as you don't expect too much, and, mm-hmm. and I sing. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Do you have any of your songs where you've played multiple instruments on mul- multiple tracks? Yeah, yeah. Um, or in the same track? Yes. Very often there'll be a, a vocal, a guitar, and then a number of string lines. Cool. Mm-hmm. Violin lines. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. So, and on the song that we're going to feature. Yeah. Uh, I think you're playing ukulele on that, yes? Yeah, I'm thinking about that one. I hardly ever do that one live, and that one doesn't get a lot of play, and it's so cool that, you know, that you invited me on because perfect song, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. That song's like, what gives? I don't get any respect. It's like Rodney Dangerfield (laughs) of your songs. So so you've played all over the area, both solo and with uh, bands. Right. You've even played violin on two of Kate Reuter's songs. Yes, I, in, in in listening to some of your podcasts, I, I think I heard Ella Jett mm-hmm. was also. I, yes. I played on on her album. Nice. Lots of names. I need to get a list one day. <laughs> <laughs> and you are also an instructor. I am. In fact, um, yes, I'm going to go teach some violin lessons after this. Um, I teach at my home. I teach at Bernie School of Music, and I also teach at Eckerd College, uh, coaching their their small but growing orchestra. That's awesome. Music yeah. is definitely your life. It is, and my husband's a musician. And <laughs> right, and you, you were saying he mixes uh, your stuff? Yes, um, he was the engineer for my album Nest, and the upcoming show that I want to talk about is actually his project. It's uh, the Florida Bee Orchestra, and what is that? It, it's, it's, <laughs> it was originally a tribute to Bjork, mm-hmm. and it was such a large ensemble that it, he was thinking, this is like a Bjork orchestra. Uh, oh, yeah, Bjork orchestra. So um, that's cool. So yeah, the um, the upcoming show is it's uh, September sixth. That's a Friday. It's at the Palladium side door. The title of the show is the Florida Bee Orchestra Goes Over the Rainbow, which would suggest it's only music from the Wizard of Oz, but it's also music from Mary Poppins and uh, Willy Wonka. Oh mm-hmm. wow, that sounds like fun. I know. I would be. I, would, I think we might be going to this. That what's the, what's the date again? <laughs> Friday, September sixth. I think we're open. That's great. That's great. We're doing it. We can, think it'll sell out. Can, well, can, can you hook us up to get some autographs? Like backstage photos? I, 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 can, I can give you an autograph like right now. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Let's do it. Will they be wearing swan outfits? You know what's funny? Is so when, when the Florida Bee Orchestra put on its first show, the very first show with Bjork music, our daughter was three months old mm-hmm. and somebody made her a swan onesie. Oh. Our <laughs> friend Kelly Malizia made a swan onesie. We'll keep that forever. Oh. That's awesome. I That's went for nice. Halloween in the, the, a swan costume. Oh, so you're well familiar. Yes. Yes. Right now your dog is licking my toes. <laughs> <laughs> she loves we, toes. There's no extra charge for that. <laughs> well, I was just hiking earlier this morning uh, in, in Whedon Island. Uh-huh. And so I did walk through some interesting, uh, you know, waters oh. and stuff. Yeah. She well, loves that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have one of the most perfect songs ever for our show. I can't believe it. You wrote a song about making shepherd's pie. Yeah. Who does that? Rebecca Re- Rebecca Zabin. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it was years ago. I hadn't I hadn't even moved down here yet and I um 
I was waiting for my significant other to come home and I was cooking a shepherd's pie and the lyrics kind of tell the story. That's so funny. Yeah, so make sure you listen closely to the lyrics <laughs> in <laughs> key of A. I don't remember because like I, like I said, I hardly ever play it. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to. You have to get an MP3. <laughs> Good thing. So before we go into the song, uh, we can find you online uh, at zapen.com, Z-A-P-E-N. Yes. I'm saying it right, I hope. Yes, yes. Good. And also on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Zapin. Mm-hmm. It's Rebecca Zapin. Here we are with her song, Tiny and Strong. This is Chef Jeff Philbin, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, Julia Ebrahimi. And Rebecca Zapin. And thanks to our sponsors. Rollin' Oats. Pacific Counter. Salty Jays. The Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery. Club Saver. Booyah Ramen. And, and Engine, Engine Number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Hi. Can I help you? Yes, I'd like a ham and cheese omelet or wham fries. I'm sorry. We stopped serving breakfast, but we are on the lunch menu now. But I want breakfast. Well, you can't have it. We're not serving it.